Radio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. However, this guest is a returning guest. This guest that we're showcasing today is my friend and cohort in Cracking the Rich Code, Jeffrey Flack. So who is Jeffrey? Well, Jeffrey is a dynamic executive with over 20 years experience managing staff and patients to desired outcomes. He is a visionary leader capable of defining solutions to complex patient care issues, drives revenue growth by marketing clinical services to both physicians and clients. He's a transform transformational change agent who helps organizations transform by improving processes and interpersonal interactions. He's been a trusted advisor on numerous healthcare institution leadership boards, effective group facilitator, and leadership coach. He's experienced in Lean Myers-Briggs facilitation. He's also a certified John Maxwell speaker, trainer, coach, author, founding co-author, Jim Britt International Cracking the Rich Code, business consultant, mentor, C-suite leadership, big goal being to inspire others to find out how to love what they do or to find it. Welcome back to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing well, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. So we brought you back on here because the there's been some change and there's been some shift and there's been some momentum going on uh, from the timing of the first interview having rolled out to now. And so I'm going to give you the opportunity to shine, my friend. Why don't you share with the listening audience what's going on for you in the book world? Well, it's, it's been a tremendous opportunity, as you know. I, you know, I'm just really excited with Cracking the Rich Code. It's, it's uh, been number one Amazon seller in, in mm-hmm. three different countries. Uh, I have a, it's just been a, a great introduction to leaders in the field and entrepreneurship. You know, I've met you through Jim Britt. I've met Marilyn Lee. I've met many people um, through writing and through networking with, with the cohort, with cracking the rich code and it's been also uh, a journey into opportunities for multiple sources of income through kevin harrington and through jim Britt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different products that we've been looking at that they're going to launch um, 
as well as some Bitcoin that I've been learning about. <laughs> okay. You know, there's a lot of interest up, out there with the Bitcoin, and I've learned more about blockchain technology. I don't believe I'm, I'm astute enough to um, teach it at this point, but I'm understanding how it works, and I definitely want to be in Bitcoin more, uh, you know, especially with the, the United States. Uh, our economy is growing rapidly, and we're fueled quite well right now. You know, the, the stock market's looking at trying to go over 30,000 uh, probably this year. And uh, it's, it's just, uh, but there's so much uncertainty in, in the globe right now that Bitcoin is, is might be an opportunity if, if the dollar or the yen or, or um, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. the pound starts to drop. And it looks like there's possibly some challenges with, with the backing of the dollar. And all it is is a note, a promissory note to pay you something in the future. And I don't know, with the debt increasing as highly as it is, it, it's quite speculative in my eyes. But to stick with the books, I also have another book coming out. It's called Calvin O'Clapper. Children's book. Yeah, <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh, man. And you, I know you've written four children's books or... Yes, four children's books and an adult book to date and then Cracking the Rich Code as well. But this is about you, yeah. my friend. So let's, what's the I book know. about? It's about a spoiled brat, Calvin O'Clapper. <laughs> he's, he's a whimsical child. His parents are so proud of him. He's a little brat and he's the best clapper in the world. But he will not share his gift with the world. And therefore, he continues to tout how great he is. And Kelsey Ludelsi, she is just enamored by his abilities and his, his um, clapping, how rhythmic it is and, and how loud it is and how he can mimic sounds of a train and um, sounds of a horse. And she wants to learn from him. And Calvin will not. He turns his head and he won't even give her a chance to listen to his clapping. So she teaches herself and um, she begins to teach others. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a moral story. And it's, it was inspired from my children. Uh, one, of, one of their friends was a very gifted individual and, and they wanted to learn from that friend and that friend wouldn't teach them. And <laughs> right. they started having, having a discussion Butte and I ran upstairs and I wrote it and um, and I've had it in on my PC for probably over a decade but I, I've decided to publish it and I'm publishing these I would write stories to my girls because the stories I were, was reading was so redundant so I started making up my own stories and they started to like those more and more which actually became challenging for me because at first, it was fun making up stories, but they're like, no, Dad, make me up another story. Make me up another <laughs> So I started writing them down, and um, they're always inspired from what's going on in my kids' lives and what's going on in, in society, and it, and, and it rhymes, and it's fun. And uh, I had a gifted illustrator, Connie Blackburn. She did all the illustration work, and it... Uh, I should be able to see the proof today and re-release it. I've released it um, about um, three weeks ago, almost a month. 
Congratulations. But it was in the wrong fold. Yeah, thank you. It's It's been a long, I learned a lot about publishing. So oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Insanity. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow, that was, you know, the old cliche, drink it from a fire hose is the truth. It's, yeah. It's, you know, what are what are gutters? I know landscape and, and portrait, but I didn't realize, you know, all that formatting stuff, as you well know, is I'm not learned in that, and I am now, but <laughs> I was naive enough to think that you could just, you know, shrink it or enlarge it, just like you do on an iPhone, but you can't. <laughs> no, no, it's a little bit more so complex it, than that. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And once you release it, then you're stuck to that ISBN number. So you have to buy another one if you change anything. So mm -hmm. I learned that, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, okay. It's so okay. you're you're it's okay. Absolutely. And and by by walking us through that process, and again, because this show is really heavily entrenched in personal growth, personal development, um, you know, and we talk about the mindset, we talk about not quitting, we talk about fortitude, resiliency, tenacity, don't give up on your goals, you know. So I appreciate you saying that because a lot of people who would be tuned in around the world listening to us today, Jeffrey, they too want to see themselves or are in the throes of embarking upon becoming an author and perhaps even a children's author. And, uh, you know, so mm -hmm. by you sharing the headache and the hurdles of what you've gone through, not only does it reinforce now that you've brought it to tangible fruition and you've brought it to market, uh, that by not quitting, that you know, you will eventually see the end result. But you've also probably spared a lot of people who want to follow in your footsteps of how to alleviate some of the hiccup and the headache because you don't know what you don't know. So thank you for sharing your tangible right. tips. Thanks for not giving You're up welcome. on yourself. Yes, amazing stuff. Yes. So where can people find your book? And are you going to be doing book signings? And, and what does this all look like as it continues to unfold? It's gonna it's gonna be released on Amazon uh, worldwide, so you can get it anywhere. It's already yeah. in. Um, it, it'll be in all over the world. It has uh, Amazon is worldwide, obviously, so you can get it everywhere. And I just have to look at the proof. It's good to go, and then I should release it this week sometime. If not tomorrow, or um, it'll be this week. I hope. Yep. And is it your intention to go and do book signings at local bookstores so that you can engage with the children and you can maybe, you know, talk to the parents who are obviously the ones buying the book on behalf of their children? Um, because that's a different kind of experience. And it, and it really takes the writing of your book to a totally different level, as I have done with my four children's books. And it's more interactive and it's more exploratory. Have you thought about doing that, Jeffrey? I, I have thought about that. It is, you know, I, I have not... Um, gone and marketed the, uh, the bookstores yet. I was looking at possibly going into the elementary schools and seeing how that, you know, locally, but um, also looking at the bookstores. That was one of my goals. But first of all, it's, it's getting that thing out there, though, you know, it's oh, yeah. birthing that baby. It <laughs> doesn't want to come, come, and I can't seem to get a C section, so it's just coming naturally. Right. <laughs> but right. those are great, great ideas great ideas and to, to read it, to have the author read it in their voice. I think, I think it will show how much, you know, you, I love it. I'm a part of that. That book is me. It's my children. It's our story. It's, 
Mm-hmm. It's more than just just the pictures and the words. It's it's real life, and it's I love it, you know. And 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 I put it out there a lot to friends, and you know, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about? This? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they're like. You know, it's it's had a lot of positive feedback, so I, I wonderful. It's coming out, so well. Let me ask you idea. this. Let me ask you this, Jeffrey, because we we know from what you generously shared with us, what was the um, you know, what was the inspiration behind the book and how that parlayed with your children and and you know, knowing the genius child and whatnot. But in terms of paralleling that with other, you know, um, figurative, literal. Uh, other metaphoric type examples. What is the, the the big takeaway breakthrough that you would hope anybody who picks up your book, orders your book, what would you hope that they get from that or garner from that going forward in terms of incorporating it into a social skill or a life skill? It's a big life skill. It's, you know, uh, Stephen Covey mentioned about different levels of of becoming the best self. And when you're independent, you're good at providing for yourself, but mm-hmm. the highest level is interdependence. And it's, it's, you know, in, in our America's culture, it's all about me, 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 I, 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 and that it's, that doesn't work. Consumerism for yourself leads you flat on your face. And I don't know a lot of, there's a lot of sad people with a lot of stuff. It's about connecting as, as a collective. It's not about consumerism. It's about working together for humanity to better this world. We're in a such a great time in our history of a human being. We have the capabilities and the technology to make profitable profitable businesses that will help humankind. You know, Africa mm-hmm. has the most resources of out of the all of our countries, but they don't know how to utilize them. And they, and, and we have that technology and we could help these countries. These, there's no need for everybody for so many, 1% of the population controls 96% of the money in the world. That needs to change. That doesn't even make sense. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're tribal animals. We, we, we do have a hierarchy, but we, we need to provide better for each other. We need to get back to the human experience. And I believe the millennials have a better um, hold of that. Yes, though, they do. You know, they're, <laughs> they, we, we want a purpose. We want something to last. We want a legacy mm-hmm. and we want to help people. And if you're the, you know, from whatever levels that you don't have, that doesn't mean you have to own a multi- conglomerate corporation and have all this power and money. It's just doing the best of what what's in your spirit, what's in your heart, what's in your, what has God inspired you to do and follow those steps and do it. And we need to do that for each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, in our educational system, in our corporate systems, um, Boy, you got me on a tangent here, but no, but it's it's part of that that book. Absolutely, absolutely, and and so you're hitting all my favorite subject matters because 
It really is. And you're very much of this elk, Jeffrey, which is probably why, and I, and I don't believe in coincidences, we synergistically mesh. We get it. We understand the universal signs and symbols of interconnectedness. We understand about paying oh, yeah, a board yeah. being of service. And we also understand everybody has a different skill set. Everybody's operating at a different level of self-awareness. So for whatever we inherently know mm -hmm. to be within our wheelhouse of strength, skills, knowledge, resources, it does, it does not serve anybody including ourselves it's counterintuitive to hoard all of that our our role I believe in our due diligence and our sense of responsibility for the betterment of humanity and the collective as a whole going forward is to share the wealth because we don't know what we don't know so if what you know can benefit me which intrinsically can make me a better person or make me a better contributor or open up my gateways to knowing how I can be better put to use for humanity wow have you not done us you know have you not done me a service but you've done all of humanity a service and so once people start to tap into the bigger picture and the deeper meaning and to know that we are all interconnected we are all one and rather than seeing ourselves as separate entities and fighting for you know our lot in life i mean the the, the people who are more prone and apt to failure or missing the boat on life i believe are the people as you've already vindicated and highlighted and so beautifully so by even bringing it up is to think that, you know, you got to fight for your yourself as opposed to fighting for the collective, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, right. It's like, you know, people get in uh, this sense. Yeah. Pe yes. People get in this sense of neuroses or, you know, everybody's treating it like, you know, the last person standing wins. No, we should all be standing. We should all be helping each other up, prop each other up, point each other in the right direction. Uh, again, being mindful of the fact that we don't know what we don't know. So I love that your answer from my question of what you want the major takeaway or breakthrough or download to be for anybody who happens to read or purchase your book, that being what it is, because that really is what it's all about. So good job, Jeffrey. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, and that's what the book is. The moral behind it is teamwork. Yes. No matter if you're the best of the best, you can't beat all the rest of the rest when they work together. So beautiful. Not, not to spoil the book, but that's what it's about. <laughs> well, it's lovely. It's lovely. And so let's talk about, you know, given that you're a top tier producer, given that you're a creative spirit, given that you're always looking for ways to expand upon your own growth and development. Uh, and just the excitement, and I don't want to take away the you, you know, marinating in the excitement of this book, this children's book. Um, but have you already thought about like, okay, what's book children's book number two and possibly three going to look like? And maybe it turns into a compilation series or, you know, have you thought about that given that this is very much premised on morals and uh, concepts and principles and, and the yummy stuff that's really important to impart to not only children, uh, but every demographic and every population within humanity. If you if you're already thinking about what book number two looks like, I already have number two and three, and you're right on. It's uh, it, it's gonna fall in the similar categories. It'll be different characters. It'll be a different story, a different moral, but it'll still be along the same lines, and it'll be mm -hmm. fun to read. Not only for the children and the pictures but it will be fun to read for the parents. So it's, you 
know, there's been, I'm sure you've had times where you're like, oh my gosh, this is, I don't want to read that book again. And you hide it and somehow the kid finds it again <laughs> <laughs> he has to read it. But right. the, the, there's just some books that are fun to read over and over and, and mm-hmm. put the voices in it. And that's what I'm trying to capture is because I was, that's the way my mom was when she read to me, she got into the characters and I was, was tireless. I'm like, one more, one more, one more. And she was <laughs> the same. She'd keep going. And I remember as a kid, she just kept reading to me. So I, I gave that gift back to my children. Yeah. And, and now I'm going to try to give it to others as well and continue with the stories. And it starts with the children asking those questions, mm-hmm. the imagination, Let's not dummy down the imagination. That's very important. Uh, Oh, my gosh. We're not automatons or robots or Mm -hmm. battery-operated humans so we can produce widgets and make other people wealthy. That's not our meaning in life. That's why Mm -hmm. there's so much depression, I think. It's just, you know, you, you go to work and you clock in and you do drudgery work and Mm -hmm. you, you, you have these, um, opportunities to grow at 5% and nobody really knows what that means. And it doesn't make sense. And the metrics don't make sense to humans. And we need to change that. You know, that's Mm -hmm. that the old organizational uh, structure is based on give back to your, your shareholder and, you know, laying off people. So you have a quarterly bump in your, your profits is immoral and unethical and it 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 doesn't you know simon cynic talks about the infinite game do you want your organization to last forever or are you playing a finite game quarter by quarter by quarter by quarter bingo and the finite yeah the finite games he hit it he hit that one out of the park it's the finite games are football they're basketball there's certain rules there's a certain time frame and the one with the most points wins at the end, but that's not businesses are meant to keep going and keep growing and, and continue on to infinity and beyond, you know, and, and, and and to have a happy workforce that you're providing a healthy lifestyle and a good income and that they can feel good that they're, producing something for the betterment of man, not just producing widgets to make somebody else rich and they're getting by. It's just, yes, absolutely. Well, well, and and I think what you've tapped into so beautifully and how you continually honor yourself, Jeffrey, and what makes you such a pleasure to know, not only interview, but to know and to work, uh, you know, collaboratively in the same space with one another is, and this is true of everybody who I know who is very purpose driven, right? So when you tap into your purpose and you get all fired up because you know, it's, it's bigger than you, it, it, you know, it, it, it it's bigger than any one individual per uh, person. And so when you mm-hmm. know that the collective stands to gain, when you know that a community stands to gain, when your own family stands to gain, when your corporation stands to gain, your branding stands to gain, everybody who's affiliated with you or, or you know, crosses paths with you, either past, present or future, um, 
you know, people can really pick up on the energy of that. People can really go, wow, this person is really on fire, but they're on fire uh, because they've, they've gleaned the bigger picture and the deeper meaning for what this is all about and the role that they play within that universally in terms of, once again, imparting and sharing their wisdom, their gifts, their insights. And, you know, when we know better, we do better. And so when we start to look at the human condition or the human connection, and we start to see our role within that and how we're all, again, interconnected, um, you know, it's very difficult to superficially go back into the mindset of just focusing on crunching the numbers or the bottom line or how to eradicate the people in your workforce who have put you where you have where they have put you for the sake of, as you again mentioned, you know, focusing on profit solely and, and how to um, jumpstart that profit and, and take that solely to a, a different level vertically. Um, so, you know, this is this is why I think your books, your children's book is going to resonate with so many people. And I also want to say too, you and I both know there's a lot of fluff out there. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, mm -hmm. superficial things or things that I think are and, and you know, maybe that's not fair for me to say. And I know that does seemingly come across as judgmental, but I too, being a parent first and foremost, and being very cognizant of what I want my kids to sponge up in the way of yumminess and life lessons and mm -hmm. principles and concepts, um, you know, it's like, okay, I've got to write my own books if I'm going to produce what I want my kids to be cognizant of. And by doing that, knowing their universal messages that don't just specifically speak to children, um, and that's the feedback I got from my own children's books was, wow, what a, what a lovely way to go back to the grassroots and the basic roots of what's fundamentally important at the humanistic level. Um, and so when your kids are more, you know, in the realm of understanding those principles, then that's what helps fuel them become the types of adults where they become like a Jeffrey Flack who can spread their, their beauty and spread their uh, wisdom uh, to other people, regardless of age or demographic or whatnot. So I just want to say for the fact that you were obviously very consciously uh, driven by what you wanted to write about and th the deeper reasons for why that was, again, you hit another bullseye. So good on you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was, it, it was such a joy to do. It's just, it's just mm -hmm. something that's inside of us as authors it's, or whatever. If you're an artist, it's just something that it's a way you can display what, what you want and, and tell your story. And mm -hmm. um, well, literally I told, I told the story, but we all do it different ways. And, and that's one way I've, I've, I've always uh, been able to do so it's, it's and I honed it mm -hmm. it, it isn't that you know when you have a skill that you got to hone it too yes you do and, and get better and better at so <clears throat> I hope people enjoy it as much as we do and and it continues to grow that's my my hopes for it well um, I have obviously no I have no doubts that that's, in fact, going to be the reception. I believe people are going to be re very receptive to that, and they're going to be jonesing for book number two and book number three. And if anything, you're going to feel the pressure of that because people are going to fall in love with this children's book, and they're going to want more. Um, so talking about books, I, I'd also like to, for those who may not have tapped into our first initial interview uh, a while ago, Jeffrey, but what is, what is the premise of what you wrote about in Cracking the Rich Code? What is your chapter about? My chapter is about leadership. Yeah. I have, uh, 
I've risen to leadership positions throughout my healthcare career and continued to do so. And I've, I have a degree, a bachelor's degree in leadership. I have a master's degree in leadership. I've mentored CEOs. I've um, uh, helped businesses. And my master's thesis was on improving colleague engagement. And that was, was making, helping people see if they're doing what they really want to do and giving them the tools to be successful. So Mm -hmm. sometimes people find out that they're in the wrong position and that's okay. You've Mm -hmm. helped them to figure that out and they can go and find other opportunities that, that fit their needs. But that's part of, you know, the the discovery of colleague engagement instead of having them miserable. My, the reason I did that growing up, my father was very successful. He was always the best of what he did. Mm-hmm. He had all these trophies and salesmen of the year. And some of the companies, he sold like two-thirds of the product. And he would, I'm seeing all of this, all of these awards and accolades as a child. And I started mimicking him as a businessman. And he told me to stop doing that, that I wouldn't like business. And I'm like, Dad, you're the best at what you do. Why would I go, mm-hmm. you don't wouldn't like this. He he hated what he did, but he was the best at what he did. So it 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 gave me that opportunity to learn vicariously that even if you're the best at what you do, if you're not doing what you love, why do it? Absolutely. And, um, that that's where I was. I segued into leadership. It's it's it stops. It starts from the top down, and it, they if the leader doesn't believe it the rest of the corporation isn't going to believe it's not, it's a trust issue. It's not going to be a safe place. So Mm -hmm. again, I transition on this, um, this this tangent, but it's about leadership. It starts with leadership. And once you're a leader, you're a steward, you're working for your colleagues and Mm -hmm. they trust you. And um, if you're leading by title, you're not a leader. You're an authoritative mm-hmm. person that has, you know, the power to fire somebody. So you're leading by fear, and that's not true leadership. Very true. Um, Beautiful. Well put. Well put. And so thank when, you. when you when we talk about your own journey, your own, um, you know, personal growth, personal development, when we look at your own success and your own accolades, Jeffrey, and your more recent accomplishment at the chapter in Cracking the Rich Code, in addition to your children's book uh, being launched, what what are you, what surprises you the most about you in terms of the barometer of your own growth? What have you come to learn about yourself with additional clarity that maybe you didn't realize these two books ago or this last most recent book ago? What are you coming to realize and see about yourself from an objective neutral standpoint that perhaps you weren't giving yourself credit for before or wasn't seeing in yourself as having evolved? Wow, that's a great question. It's um, the big aha gestalt moment through these books is, is doing for others. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not about me. It's, it's not about how much I accumulate. It's not about any, you know, straight A 
um, graduate study diploma. You know, the things I'm most proud of is when my daughter writes me a story that I'm her superhero. So that's what it's about. It's about helping people become the best that they can be. It's helping others. It's guiding unconditional love that one has for a child and seeing them develop quite quickly into, you know, young ladies that are just astounding. I'm so proud of them. It's, um, it's, uh, just incredible to see that. And it's when I coach people to see them, to help them see the capabilities that's within themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's, That's the gift of being a human being is being able to give, to be able Mm -hmm. to help others, Mm -hmm. to be able to grow others. And it's a gift when you, you know, as you grow financially, to be able to help out where you want to help Mm -hmm. and um, help out your community. And it's another big aha moment is really that it's, from the inside out, not the outside in. I, I, we are so bombarded by social media, by mm-hmm. social pressure, by culture, by the news, by advertising. You know, my car's old. Ooh, that one looks better. I'd probably be happier in that one. Well, once you get that one, after you drive it into your driveway, you realize that you're not happier. It's just newer. <laughs> right. <laughs> it has more ga- gadgets on it. You're like, well, that didn't work. So it, it will never work. You'll just keep trying to consume gadgets. Yeah. It's inside out. And it's once once you're at peace with yourself, mm-hmm. which I am, I'm still growing. I'm not done. You know, I'm not, we never I know are. where I'm going. Right. Right. That's the key. There's, you know, my grandma's 94. She's going to be 95 in April. And I go, Grandma, is there ever a point in life when we get to coast? And she looked at me and started started laughing. She said, of course not. And it just, um, wow. And, yeah, and it, that was a long time ago. But I just, it, you, why would you want to coast? You know, right. when people retire, I'm never going to retire. The average person in the U.S. lives six, six years after they retire. So I guess the way to continue to live longer is never retire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, it will, will perpetuate your life. Um, so. Well, is... and okay. But so going back to my question, because you did answer it, but I just want to make sure that I understood the answer. So when I talked, <laughs> when I, when, no, no, no. When I posed the question to you about specifically, the last two books and the time frame within that of what you then introspectively would garner as, uh, you know, knowing definitively, wow, to, to this degree, I recognize this shift or this change or this level of growth and evolution within myself. But for your answer, having been what it was, which was the great answer, and it's your answer. Uh, but when I think about the bio that I plugged in the intro, when I think about who you are, when we dialogue outside of these formal interviews, although they're structured informally, um, 
you know, you've always seemingly been a self-actualized person. You've always seemingly worked from the inside out. You seemingly have always been working with the mind frame of, you know, this is about being part of the collective. This is about being a contributor. This is about paying up board and being of service. And yet when you answered the question, you know, and, and that being uh, timed, the timeline of that surrounding the last two books, um, you know, when did you become consciously aware of it is inside, it is an inside out job or that it really is about uh, being part of the collective and rising everybody else up by rising myself? You know, when did, when did you have that epiphany or that aha moment for yourself? Like, was it 10 years ago? Was it when you put yourself through school? It was 2001, you know, I, I believe I touched on it in the first interview. I've had a lot of interviews, so I, I didn't go back and listen. But I think I, 2001, I was working for a financial, I was a financial advisor, and it was in a very prestigious firm and mm-hmm. um it's like one out of a thousand you have one of a thousand chance that you're going to be hired in the first place they spend up they they tout they i don't know how true these numbers are but that's what they they try to build you up with and uh they spent about a hundred thousand dollars of training on us and um i was a financial advisor and the, it was it's called a forgivable draw. They start you out at 60 grand and then the next year it's 30 grand. And then the next year it was like 15,000 or something like that. Or I think it might've been all commission, but you have to pay that back then. So you basically took a loan of 90 grand or 105,000 and you pay it back with your commissions. And what happened is I was working for this prestigious firm. Oh, wow. And I'm a, I'm a financial advisor. Oh, wow, title. And it's for a prestigious firm. I'm the best. And I scored higher than these people that went to Ivy League schools on the Series 7 and the Series, um, all the tests we needed to, to sell stocks and bonds and insurance. So, I'm, you know, I'm building up my ego, building up my ego. And I'm, I'm trying to impress my father and trying to impress everybody else with money and, uh, I was homeless, living out of my car, and I put on these fancy suits, and then finally my car got towed away, so I'm pushing a a grocery cart down the street with all these expensive suits and shoes in. I wasn't too happy at the point, at that point, and this this guy um, in shorts, he he goes, he hands me a $5 bill, and he says... um, May, may Jesus save you. And I'm like, oh, I don't need this money. And he turns around. And he says, God bless you, my friend. And he, at that moment, I realized I'm a homeless guy on the street <laughs> with no money. Wow. And I didn't think of myself as that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm doing something. I don't really, you know, it's, as far as, Using my brain power, it was fascinating. It, it's just fascinating, the stock market and how you look at businesses and break them down. But it's, but actually making sure I did the right thing for people, I had a tough time selling them. It's called variable universal life. It's hard to make that profitable for an individual. I, had, mm-hmm. I 
couldn't sell something if I didn't think it was the right thing. So it, I could close people. They taught me how to do that. I didn't feel good because I manipulated people to buy stuff and I wasn't sure it was the right thing. And it's like, bing, this isn't your thing, Jeff. It's not about money. Mm-hmm. It's not about money. And I went back home and I started I started learning about leadership. And John Maxwell, I signed up for his tapes. And I just poured myself into leadership. I always wanted to be speaker, an author, uh, a teacher, and um, I just worked on it then. That was when the light bulb started, and my, my journey started in 2001, and I've been been growing stronger ever since. So. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, yeah. yeah, and we and we did get into that in interview number one, but I'm glad that you resurrected that story, the backstory for the listeners of interview number two, uh, for those who are just hearing it for the first time. Um, because, you know, it is mm-hmm. really important. It is really important when people can listen to your, your story, Jeffrey, and you be the walking, talking, breathing example of, you know, not everything's a bullseye, not everything's a resounding yes, not everything goes according to plan. Um, and, and to talk about things like relinquishing ego and to talk about some of the harder lessons that we have fallen upon in life to get us recalibrated into the, the sphere of what is important and, and not to lose sight of that again or to embrace it maybe for the first time ever because we realize we've been you know, li- living either a shallow existence or we've been blind or asleep at the switch of, of what this is all about, this gift we call life. And so Mm -hmm. for the fact, for the fact that you shared that once again, um, and this dating back to 2001, and now we're sitting in 2020 and all the things as a result of that epiphany and, and you falling upon hard times to know that you have shifted yourself into your preferred state of reality, regardless of how long it took or what you had to go through to get there. Again, this is the inspirational stuff. These are the testimonials. This is this is the yummy stuff that I absolutely love, knowing that the listeners and the mm-hmm. podcast subscribers are going to derive so much benefit from this, particularly if they're feeling currently stuck or they're sitting in a state of feeling like they're half awake, half asleep, or they just don't know how to navigate it. Um, so I just want to say once again, kudos to you, Jeffrey. I'm super impressed with you as a human being, as a friend, as a colleague. I think you're doing phenomenal things. And I know uh, how many people, as a result of whatever hat you wear, all your dynamic hats, I know that you're making an instrumental difference in, in shaping, shifting, and impacting immeasurable, innumerable amounts of people. And you're doing it integrally and you're doing it authentically and you're doing it in alignment with yourself. So I just want to say good for you because some people unfortunately never grasp that. Yeah, I agree. And I probably, if I would have skyrocketed financially, that lesson probably would have taken me a lot longer because it, it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the breaking down. And, And like you said, you don't believe in accidents. And, and I totally agree with that. And I had to go back home and live with my parents and Mm -hmm. it was very humbling and I didn't want to do it. And I didn't realize that my mom was getting Alzheimer's. I got to spend the last two years of her, her life where she was still cognizant of what was going on. And she was, 
she had little hints of something wasn't quite the same because she was such a loving, giving individual. And I just, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought maybe perhaps it was because she was tired of giving of herself so much, but it was Alzheimer's was, was starting at that point. And I didn't realize it, but I got to spend her last two cognizant years with her. And we had so much fun and we've laughed and she is just a a crack up. She could have been a stand up comic (laughs) for sure. And, oh, I was, sometimes I'd have to limp into a different room and shut the door just so I could breathe again. You know, (laughs) she was so funny, but that was God's gift to me. He goes, well, here you go. Here's one lesson. And now here's Mm -hmm. another one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's a continuum. Absolutely. A blessing. Absolutely. Beautiful. It was a blessing. Yeah. Well, being cognizant of time, my friend, I want to give you the opportunity to let the listeners and the podcast subscribers know where can they reach out to you? Where can they get a copy of uh, your chapter within Cracking the Rich Code? Where can they get your children's book? Where can they connect with you for an initial consult for coaching, mentoring, and everything else under the sun that you offer? Uh, my website is workwithjeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, flack.com. You can, uh, if you Google Jeffrey Flack, Inc., you'll get my Facebook page where you can send me messages. You can um, get a phone number and, and send me a text. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm on social media all over the place. I usually come up in the top I usually come up in the top Google search if you if you Google mm-hmm. search Jeffrey Flack Inc. Uh my my Cracking the Rich Code book, obviously you can get it on Amazon. You're not gonna get my personal copy. I'm an original founder, uh co author. I do have my own book, which you'd want to reach out to me personally on my web websites. Um you can get Calvin O'Clapper on Amazon.com. If you look up Jeffrey Flack and Calvin O'Clapper, there's going to be a picture of it, and it's going to say out of print, and that is another um, lesson I learned <laughs> about <laughs> sizing and portrait versus landscape and mutters and gutters and all that fun stuff. So Hilarious. that's it. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, Jeffrey, oh I just I want to thank you. And... I want to thank you again on behalf of myself, the networks, the listening audience, the podcast subscribers. I want to thank you once again uh, for not only providing us a wonderful interview in all your your yummy insights and and everything under the sun. I I just want to say you know kudos to you. I love how you show up for yourself, and thereby showing up for yourself, you make it possible. Uh, to show up for other people and do so knowing that it's going to transform lives and in the right direction based on the right things. And so I just want to say it's personally and professionally an honor and a pleasure to know you, uh, to work alongside you, to be in the same tribe together. You're always welcome, my friend, to come back on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. And to the listening audience, I want to thank you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules for tuning into myself and returning guest Jeffrey Flack here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. 
I too am exceptionally clear on my purpose, which is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Until next Friday, when we're joined by yet another phenomenal guest, I wish you a safe and wonderful weekend. Love and gratitude to all of you as well to you too, Jeffrey Flack. Thank you so much, my friend. Take care. All my best. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.